0: The Florida Gators, theoretically, have three scholarship spots available that they could fill through the transfer portal. Who are they going to target in that? We'll talk about that here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Wednesday. My name is Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33. And yeah, the Florida Gators have, again, theoretically three scholarship spots available. Because they've got seven right now, but they have four signees from high school joining the team this summer. So when you have those spots available, you can kind of look at that in the transfer portal and go, okay, well, what are we going to do here? Because you kind of have to, but like I said, they got 78 players available or they have 78 scholarship players right now. You've got eight available. Uh, You're going to fill in with Eugene Wilson III, Dijon Johnson, Gavin Hill, and Caden Jones. And then you've got those three spots in the the, uh, transfer portal. Assuming you don't lose many more scholarship players, which granted that it's been a few days since the spring game, probably not going to happen. But first up, we're going to talk about how how we're going to fill that with quarterback. Because obviously, that's the first thing we're going to talk about. Billy Napier has said, Hey, yeah, the, we're going to add to that room. You know, we're already in the process of figuring that out. If that isn't Austin Simmons reclassifying, which again, you know how I feel about it. I spoke about it on, uh, I think it was Monday's show. I spoke about it where I was like, hey, it's not what I would do. But if it does happen, I wouldn't hate it. It's just not my personal preference. So if it's not an Austin Simmons reclassification, it, it's the transfer portal, Right. And my remain, or my concern still remains, I am not absolutely positive that there's going to be a genuine starter quality quarterback available in the transfer portal. because again, right now, the guys who are likely to hit the transfer portal at quarterback, or most positions probably, guys who did not win the starting battle. But especially at quarterback, it's going to be guys who did not win the starting battle. And, well, if you didn't win the starting quarterback battle at your school, what have you done, unless you've been a starter before, what have you done that is going to make me t- say, okay, you are a starter-quality quarterback in the SEC? Because if you were a starter before, and you lost a starting quarterback battle, well... That means that you were the starting quarterback and you did not maintain that job. You did not do enough to hold on to that job. If you are a starting quarterback hitting the portal, that's a bit odd and not odd in a bad way, but odd as in that's not something that's going to be happening frequently. That's just not how it really plays out frequently uh, after the, in the second portal window, first portal window. Sure you want to take a step up in competition, step down, but you're a starter, whatever it is you want to do. Great. There is, however, uh, a rumor swirling around as of yesterday morning, and it is the same rumor that was swirling around, not even swirling around. It's the same rumor of something that was going on in the first transfer portal window. That rumor Grayson McCall, Coastal Carolina's starting quarterback for the past few years. Of course, he was with Chadwell, who then went to Liberty. And Grayson McCall hit the transfer portal, and the immediate thought was, "Well, is Grayson McCall going to follow uh, Jamie Chadwell to Liberty, or is he going to go to Auburn and go with Hugh Freeze, or is he going to come to Gainesville and go with Billy Napier, and then?" For a multitude of reasons, it basically came down to also shout out to Gator Dave, Dave Waters, um, for bringing this Gracie McCall rumor to light again on Twitter. Um, But it basically came down to Coastal Carolina is academically compared to these major universities, the equivalent of a community college. (laughs) It's Gracie McCall's credits wouldn't really transfer to florida that's still the concern at this point which is what makes me think it probably won't happen and that's not you know that that's not like me saying oh it's definitely not happening but i don't know how in just a few months he would have fixed those transcripts in order to get him into florida um so there's that. And I know Auburn is uh I, I think he's a sports management major, and I think Auburn doesn't offer that. Um, and so that's why he like it, it wouldn't matter for him. That's a minor in Auburn, I think. So the credits also don't line up because of that when he was considering Auburn. So long story short about Grayson McCall is just that I wouldn't hold my breath on the possibility of of him coming to Florida. It would be cool if he did, it would be a wild shakeup to the quarterback room if he did, because we're looking at Graham Mertz, we're looking at Jack Miller. And then you just go, Hey, I'm more athletic than both of you. I'm more productive in my career than both of you. And I'm more equipped to run this offense than both of you. But You'd have to learn the entire playbook, get the trust of the coaching staff, get the trust of this roster in just a few months. And I don't know if that's possible. That was my point on Monday. Also, I don't know if there's a starter quality quarterback available in the second transfer portal window. And Billy Napier has ad nauseum talked about You need to be able to win over the coaching staff, win over the roster, and win this battle on the field and know the playbook like the back of your hand. I don't think it's possible to do all of those things in just four months, which is why I've been saying I think if you're adding someone in the portal, you add someone that's going to compete for the starting spot. Next season, because it's just so difficult to pick everything up. And I know that quarterbacks are different mentally. Like, I know that quarterbacks can learn these things incredibly quickly, and it's incredibly impressive. I don't care what school you went to, what the academics say, what your credits say. I don't, if you could play quarterback, odds are your football IQ is pretty high. Granted, you could argue, oh, RPO offense, option offense, whatever uh, sure. Argue whatever you want. Argue with your cat. Don't argue with my cat. She doesn't want to hear it either. And I don't want to hear it because again, I I think it's just incredibly difficult to do all of those things. You can pick up the playbook, but can you pick up the playbook and win over the coaching staff and the roster while also proving to everybody on the field that you should be the starting quarterback in four months? Oh, that's, that's a toughie. That is a toughie, but we are going to flip to the defensive side of the ball for this next segment. But first today's episode of lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook, number one on the field, number one in your heart, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. But like I've been talking about the profit boosts have been incredible. I got two boosts waiting for me today. I got a 25% boost for the NBA I got a 50% boost for the MLB. And obviously, by the time you're listening to this, those bets will have been made, placed, and settled, whether they win or not. Uh, but I, I haven't decided what I'm betting yet. And I'm recording this before the Knicks play the Cavs because I am a Knicks fan. And so I'm recording this right before that game. So we'll see. Maybe I bet on that. Mm, who knows? Who Who's to say? Don't miss the chance to get your nose fat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That is fanduel.com slash L O C K E D O N to learn more. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free. Where listen the podcast. And shout out to you, everydayers. Um, I'm going to say this please do like, subscribe, comment. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but you have an iPhone, please leave an Apple podcast review. Uh, Auburn fans got very mad at me for making fun of them losing the series to Florida and gave me a nice little one stars for that. So that was super fun. Uh, and also link it in the description below to the Florida, to the lockdown Gators discord. Feel free to join that. We're having a blast in there. Um, but talking about the transfer portal again, I think the next position that Florida is probably looking to add, because again, you have three scholarship spots and If you're going to add one player at three different positions, you go quarterback first. I think second, you look into the secondary. (laughs) Ha ha! Sorry, I hate myself too. Don't worry about it. But I think right now when you look in the secondary, you've got just a ton of youth in that room. And I love the youth, but you could stand to gain a bit of veteran presence there. Like you look at the safety room for 2023. You've got Miguel Mitchell. You've got Kamari Wilson. You've got Jordan Castell. You've got Bryce Thornton. You've got a lot of youth in that room right now. You've got Dakota Mitchell. You've got so much youth in that room. But they could definitely benefit from adding some experience, someone with starter experience preferably, especially when you're looking at a guy where you're going to be playing more cover three. So you're going to be playing more of that deep middle. You're going to be the center fielder there more often than any of these guys really were last year. I mean, you look at Miguel Mitchell, Kamari Wilson. Miguel Mitchell last year when he played was playing more star than anything else. Kamari Wilson last year when he played was playing more of a box safety type role than anything else. Jordan Castell last year when he played, guess what he was doing when he was in a high, when he was a high school senior? He was playing boundary cornerback. Okay. And then you look at Bryce Thornton. What was he doing? He was playing in more of a Patrick Toney style defense, which, yes, Austin Armstrong and Patrick Tony are very similar stylistically, except Austin Armstrong blitzes more. But Bryce Thornton was playing more of that quarters coverage type of, uh, type of safety role where he was helping on one side or he was taking that whole side. And it was a whole thing. So it's kind of different from being that deep safety. So if you could add adb that has that deep middle uh experience that'd be fantastic or you look at the star position right now Jaden hill and jadarius perkins are the two guys that are primarily starting that are primarily fighting for the starting spot sharif denson's in there as well but more of the backup type there because obviously true freshman against veteran talent he's probably going to be behind them right fair but that means that You've got Jason Marshall Jr. on one side as the cornerback and on the other side you've got who who because <laughs> you've got a lot of youth there, but you don't have that starting spot figured out yet. you've got uh, you've got Devin Moore on one side, which could be great. But he is also still rebounding from that uh, from that shoulder injury he suffered last season. You've got Jalen Kimber, who I like Jalen. I don't think he's necessarily separated himself yet as a boundary corner or as an outside corner. You could also look to the younger players that are available. You can look at Jakim Jackson, true freshman, who played on the outside in the spring game, played fairly well and he's got great physical skill set but is he ready to start on the outside in the sec i don't know i I, and i understand he's a great recruit he was a hell of a high school recruit he's a hell of a just ranking He was a great find for this florida gator staff he was awesome is he ready to play right now he's also wearing my favorite number so that's awesome number two by the way um So him and Montrell wearing my favorite number, but Jakeem Jackson, are you ready to start on the outside? Are you ready to play significant snaps on the outside? And that's not me saying, let's look at what we have from his high school tape and see if he's ready to play now. This is you've been practicing for a few months against SEC wide receivers. Do you think he's ready to play now as a starter? And I'm not saying, oh, in media availability, what has he done? I'm saying in the scrimmages, what has he done? In, in things that are not available to the media, what has he done? Because we also know that this coaching staff, Billy Napier specifically, is very much on the side of you need to do right off the field in order to be ready on the field. Is Jakeem Jackson there? Because I'm fine with him starting on the outside based on what I know. But according to the coaching staff, are you ready? Who knows? Um, You've got JVN Toombs who played a lot in the spring game, but he struggled. He got really grabby, and I love what he can do, but if you're going to be grabby, you're not going to be starting because you're going to be getting defensive pass interference penalties, and that's not great. So I think if you're Florida, you look at the secondary. You can look at uh, Jaden Davis, who's a corner that's transferring from Oklahoma. He's got years of experience. Are you ready to... Uh, Are are you ready to contribute now to this team? If you can come in, like like if you're willing to come back home to Gainesville, are you ready to compete now? We'll see. But um, I I think that there's a ton of youth and I am fully on board with, this is going to be a fantastic secondary next year and the year after. But I don't know about you. I'd like to win games in 2023. So you could definitely benefit from adding experience there. The last position that we're going to talk about the offensive line. I'm not going to say center because of the bad performance in the spring game or because of how I feel about Kingsley Watkins' film. I'm not going to say guard because of the spring game or because of Micah Mazuka being injured. I'm not going to say tackle specifically because of the youth in that room right now and the ceiling that you've got. I will say, Offensive line is a position that this coaching staff is looking at in the transfer portal. I'm not saying they should do it. I'm not saying they might do it. I'm saying they are currently looking at the offensive line in the transfer portal. That's just a fact. I don't care how you feel about it or how I feel about it. That's a fact, but I will say you should feel good about looking to add to the offensive line partially because of that poor spring game performance. I understand it was a mixture of starters and backups, and that it was them going up against this uh, incredibly aggressive and creative defense and pass rush plan specifically. I understand all of that. However, that doesn't change. It was a poor performance all around. It just wasn't a great offensive line performance. Or not even wasn't a great. It was a bad offensive line performance. That's why everybody's complaining about these passing attacks sucked. The quarterbacks sucked. Everything sucked. In the spring, a lot of that stemmed from the offensive line. No way around it. A lot of that stemmed from the offensive line's poor performance, whether it was snaps, whether it was pass blocking. It was just a bad performance. Also, for the Florida Gators, you need another body in that offensive line room. Because guess what? David Connor, you lost him. You're down a body. Uh, David Connor was a mid-year enrollee. He's not with Florida anymore. He left the program. He's hitting the transfer portal. I haven't even asked the reason why. I haven't looked into the reason why. Because when it comes down to it, genuinely, there's no need to do that. Like David Connor did not play in 2022. Uh, He wasn't on track to play significant snaps at all in 2023. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was something with the coaching staff that they disagreed on. Maybe it was just, you know, he wants to leave. I'm not going to... Delve into it too much. It's not my priority. And I know injuries piled up and that made it difficult for the Florida Gators in the spring game to field the offensive line. They wanted to field, but, and I understand also going, they'll be healthy for the season. What if they're not (laughs) like, like what if we go? Oh yeah, no, they'll be healthy for the season. So who cares? Why do it? Because they might not be healthy for the season. Injuries can pile up at any time, at any position. It's football. Like like you're in a car crash every single play if you're an offensive lineman. So injuries are going to pile up at certain points, most likely. I will knock on wood right now and hope they don't. But realistically, if you're this coaching staff, you need to go, okay, injuries have piled up in the spring. It is possible they pile up again this fall. It is possible we lose another player or two to the transfer portal. Not that I'm saying that I've heard anything about that, but I'm just saying it, it's obviously a possibility and you need to be prepared for those things. That's part of being a football coach. Also, we know that Florida has been working to set up a visit with Josh Simmons, who's six foot six, 305 pounds. So he kind of fits that, uh, that Florida Gators, Billy Napier, Rob Sale, Darnell Stapleton, physical mold of what they look for in their tackles or in their offensive linemen. They, Josh Simmons is a right tackle. He's only played right tackle at San Diego State, but six foot six, three 305 pounds. He's tall. He's pretty heavy. He's got great length. He's powerful. And so he's someone that Florida's trying to set up a visit with, as we speak, according to Jacob Rudner of uh, 24-7. So Josh Simmons is being looked at, is being talked to and, Florida uh, Florida's looking at adding him and trying to set up a visit with him. He is not the fir- he's not the only offensive lineman that the Florida Gators are going to try to bring in from the transfer portal. That's just that's a fact. Um this is not the kind of coaching staff that's gonna go, yep, one guy and we're good. No, but this is the start. This is the visit that they're setting up where a guy's going from the mountain west and he's looking to take a step up to the SEC. Also, Josh Simmons was a four-star recruit in 2021 when he came out of high school to San Diego State. So this is not, oh, you know, Florida's trying to add an overlooked guy. No, this is a, a four-star recruit. This is a blue-chip talent that blue-chip Billy is looking to add to this offensive line room. Also, even if it wasn't injuries, even if you didn't lose David Conner, even if you didn't have a poor spring game performance, Florida should be looking to add to the offensive line. And knowing this coaching staff, Florida is always going to look to the offensive line. They're an offense that they want to run the ball a billion times a game if they could. They're an offense that your offensive coordinator is an offensive line coach. That you've got two full off- full-time on-field offensive line coaches. You've got even more as far as off-field guys go and analysts and support staff and all that stuff. So you've got a ton of emphasis on the offensive line. Yeah, the Florida Gators are always going to look to add to the offensive line. That's what they do. They know in the SEC, you win games in the trenches. That's how it is. Yeah, you need to be able to throw the ball. You need to be able to play pass coverage. But offense and defense, you win in the trenches. So Florida looking to add to the trenches, looking to improve there, and you can always get better, right? especially when you're an offensive line that's gotten through so much turnover in just the past six months alone. Yeah, there's been a lot going on. But thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We'll be back tomorrow with John Garcia to talk some Florida Gators recruiting. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33, and I will see you all.